Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinski. And I'm the other one, Bartek. Hello, Bartek. Hello, Ryan. Do you sense that? Yes. Do you feel that cold energy surging through the room? I have Ice Cubes, but even apart from that, yes. Ice Cube, the musician and famous actor, or the yes. crystallized form of water? Ice Cube it? coming straight from the underground. Oh boy! Because that cold energy right there that we're sensing, other than Ice Cube scowl, <laughs> is, <laughs> is in fact the spookiness of October, because that's Halloween month, that means it's spooky month! <gasps> And the all- one where we do the dark films? Yeah, we do our show Unappreciated Masterpieces and we cover the spookier movies, the horror movies, the thrillers, the chillers, the monster movies, the ones that turn you on and scare you at the same time. Ryan and listening people, real talk. <laughs> that was good real talk. At the end of this year, that's going to be one of our top moments, I bet. Bartek, we're spitting Polish, likingly because we're always spitting. And we both happen to be Polish. We do the audio commentaries for the movies that seemingly don't deserve them. And of course, this month we're doing them for horror movies and scary movies. A genre of movies that people drive to the cinemas to see, but also they don't like them. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, horror movies are some of the most profitable movies ever. But when you actually talk to normal people, they're like, oh, I don't like horror movies. Who watches them? Well, that's the question that we're going to be asking throughout the episode, yep. and we'll answer it right now. We did. Um, Bartek, what's the film that we'll be covering in this installment? Well, Ryan, this month so far, we have done two films, both of which have a similar literary naming convention. It's two, two word titles. First one is a subject, that ends with like an apostrophe S, oh. and then a noun. So it's like the subject's possessive noun. Oh, okay. So are we doing another subject's possessive noun film this week? I don't know. No, no, no. We are doing a verb preposition film this time. <laughs> I'm getting so schooled right now. <laughs> yeah, edumacated. This week... No, that's we- not That's not how you say it, Bartek. Oh, edumacated? There you go. Thank good you. I mean, you're welcome. Your I mean, Polish yes, accent's you. a bit thick sometimes, so i got to... Just what are you talking about? You the line, the yeah. film that we are doing this month is Wish Upon, or Upon, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> wish a coupon? Man, I wish I had a coupon every time that you said Polish words. Cause oh, look, you have I a coupon. Would... Did someone die? Uh, oh, thanks, Ice. Um... <laughs> ice Cube going back to the underground, I see. <laughs> he did his role, giving me a coupon. Because every time you speak Polish, I should get a coupon so that I can get two for one on saying, I don't speak Polish and I don't understand what you said. Oh. Oh, shit, that's right, you don't speak Polish. Even though I am Polish, I don't speak the language. I'm an Australian-Polish guy. I feel... Soz, Soz, Poland. I feel so silly that (laughs) I I think I'm going to have to repent. I'm going to get the knife. It's going to... Wait a second, the title is in English. Oh, what was it then? Wish Apron? Wish Upon... Wish wish Upon, it's Wish Upon. Oh, Wish Upon from last year. Yeah. What year is this year so we know what last year means? Oh, I don't know. Tell me in this, Polish. This year is 
Wow, it's so long to say it in Paul. I just, I just said, I just said the, I just said the digits. So 2000, 2017 movie Wish Upon, because this year's 2018. I can't remember what thousand is in Polish. Yeah, I, I swear you've had this problem before, but guess what? We have a bigger problem. Not only are we doing a scary movie, but we're doing one with a guest who's equally as scary as the movie we're covering. Well, no, Ice Cube's dead, so... I know, he wasn't a guest. Oh! He was just a bystander. Oh, I thought the person sitting next no. to you was a backup. No, oh, but no, 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 we're not, we don't have iced tea. <laughs> that would be the backup for Ice Cube. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a bit hot today, we can use some iced tea. Nope. We are being joined by Wish Upon expert, Harry Potter lover. Unfortunately, there are no Harry Potter actors in Wish Upon, thus breaking the tradition of having this guest on with actors oh, in Harry Potter guess. movies. Yeah. Yes, we are joined by the ghost of Alan Rickman. Great to have you on. No, we're joined by Lauren, Lauren Ties. Hi, I'd prefer to be the ghost of Alan Rickman, to be honest. Dead? Yeah. Not not necessarily yeah. dead, but like. Well, that's what I being a ghost entails. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Hi guys, it's me, Casper, the living ghost. You know, <laughs> he's not friendly anymore, but he's living. <laughs> I'm alive. I go to work. My name's actually Richie Rich. Um, so Lauren, we are going to be doing Wish Upon. You watched it last night, of course. Yes, I did. About twelve hours ago. Oh, so good. So you guys at home have to have a copy of the film Wish Upon. That was about eighteen hours ago. I have the unrated cut, which is 90 minutes long. Fun fact, same length as the theatrical cut. So if someone's seen only the theatrical cut, tell me what the differences are, um, because apparently there are none in length, and yeah, none I, that I could find online. Yeah, I know, so please I know that, tell. I know that Laura and I watched the Netflix copy, so I want to see if this copy is Yeah, that could be a censored copy, because yeah. we did, we did yeah, last Jennifer's week. Body last week, and that was the censored copy yeah. of the movie, where it cut out all the great scenes. Well, no, Mark watched the censored oh, copy. Oh, yeah, we watched the normal copy, yeah. but, like, with the real copy. Yeah. So yeah. get your copy... Copy, copy, copy. Uh, if you say it many times, Katara's you'll have one of this movie. Katara will see. Exactly, whatever that says. It's so, the button on the keyboard, Katara. Uh, Katara, okay. Yeah. So you have to have your version of the film, because I'm going to do a countdown, I'm going to say play, and you're going to press play at the same time, and hopefully we'll be lined up as we talk about the greatness that is Wish Upon from the Pl- year of play, our Lord 2017. Play is the triangle pointing to the right. That is good. Some people might just have a circle yeah. though. If if you click if on they're it, clicking on their remote, if you or cl- press spacebar, yeah. ooh, or K, if you somehow have a YouTube copy of this. If you I? see the triangle turn into two vertical lines next to each other, that means it's playing. Okay, so get ready because I'm going to start this in three, two, one, play. So guys, wish upon it came out last year. Yeah, it did. Did we see it? No. I hadn't heard of it. I did not see it either, but I had I had heard of it. I'd seen the advertisements in the city on the buses and trams. And... Oh, was that advertised? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Did, did, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the poster for the it, movie? Is no. it is it on Wikipedia? Because I might have glanced. Yeah, it's on it. it's like um the main character in the fetal position, kind of similar to the scene that we'll see much later in the movie when she's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's the she's like in front of slash inside of the wishing box, and it has this real cool looking effect where it's kind of like a kind of like a skull looking effect, but also kind of looks like the painting that you see of the mum's mm-hmm. painting of the box later. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought, wow, Bartok, you know, you said you hadn't heard of it. I remember last week when I talked to you, like, oh, we could do Wish Upon, and you're like, I don't think I've heard of that. I'm like, how could you have missed out on the film from last year that's that scared everyone? Yeah, I, I know that, um, because you picked all the films for this month in advance, and you told me all of them, mm. you know, with, within the first week, and I was struggling to remember. When I started the film, I walked in as blind as I could. I think I glanced at, like, seven wishes in the synopsis, and I was like, mm. oh, this must be that one that my, my, uh, Mark, Michael, uh, Ryan said um, was, like, a monkey paw film or something monkey like that. Monkey paw the movie, yeah, basically. Yeah, so I, I took that literally. I didn't know that it was inspired by the story of the monkey paw. Fair paw. enough. Also, the seven wishes, I'm like, but paws only have five fingers, so... Well, maybe it's a mutated monkey. Oh, so, Lauren, you had not seen the movie before having to do it for this show. Where were you in the world last year, Lauren? Were you just too busy was, podcasting no, with us? No, I was studying, so no wonder studying, I was a bit of a hermit. Studying the lessons that you should learn of seeing movies when they're out in the cinema so they don't come on this show also, and become unappreciated. Also, I was completely broke last year. Completely broke last year. Come now on, you're fixed. now you're fixed up. You could see it at the cinema now. You could actually fund it and put it on <laughs> at the local cinema so everyone could go see it. Guys, I didn't want to spoil this, but we're actually l- recording this in the cinema right now with a bunch of people, Ice Cube included. Well, Ice Cube's a movie guy, so he's at the cinema. Oh, of course, he only watches his own movies though. That's <laughs> that's the thing, right? Mm. So, um. When cinema, I've got some popcorn here. I'm not going to eat it now because I don't want that crunch crunch sound. But uh, yeah, there's no skateboarding, Roger Ebert. I around. had not seen this movie before doing it for the show. I'd heard of its legacy. It already has one. Yeah. It is considered to be already a good bad movie mm. in terms of horror movies, which we've covered a couple on the show that are considered that way, like The Boy Next Door, When the Bow Breaks, all that kind of stuff. But this is one of those ones. So it's like. There was The Boy Next Door, then the year after, the When the Bow Breaks, and then the year after that, this movie. And I just go, with each one of those, I go, I don't know, there are funny moments in there, intentional or not, but does it achieve the means that it's trying to, which mm. is to provoke you, to, to, to get some reaction out of you? And I think this movie is one of those. I mean, look at how many movies open up with a mum's suicide. Mm. I mean, you know, how scary yeah, was that? Dead. It's usually dad. Um, All seriousness, though, when I finished watching the film and I was doing my, like, research, as much research as we do for this show. Yeah. So usually, you know, around Wikipedia, see if Roger Ebert says anything, TV tropes. Um, It was only when I was doing that research that I realized that people were having this notion that, like, oh, this movie is, you know, quote unquote, so bad that it's hilarious and how incompetent it is. I didn't get any of those vibes when I was watching the film. I thought it was a very effective horror film. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. This movie, for those who haven't seen it, is about a girl who comes into the possession of a Chinese wishing box and it grants her seven wishes, but with each wish it pays a blood, blood price in which it kills someone that's someone... close to her. Yeah, related to her in some way. Shape or form. Yeah, like the, Sometimes. The most, yeah, the most distant one, I think, was, like, her she, classmate's sister that he... No, he classmate's just, cousin. Sorry, yes, that's right. Classmate's cousin that she just met that day or something. Yeah, exactly. Were you going to say, Lauren? That's it. 
That's it. That's it. That's it. How many times have you taken selfies while driving? Never. I'm a good driver. Okay. How many times have you taken selfies while being the passenger? Never, actually. Well, we're going to change how that How many rule. selfies have you taken? Yeah, lots. Have you seen the Facebook? <laughs> it says, plagued with pictures of mm. Lauren's face. You know, and she does that filter effect where it looks like she's got Harry Potter glasses on, but it's kind of awkward because she's yeah. actually wearing glasses. We'll, we'll so take... it just kind of doubles over. <laughs> we'll take a selfie and upload it with the episode. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But it would just be Lauren <laughs> 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 with the filter making her look like Harry Potter. <laughs> so, look, we meet this old man twice. This is the one time where you meet him as a character. How yeah. awesome was his scarf? This is Uncle August, <laughs> was it? That is a great it? scarf. How great is his scarf? Uncle Augie. Uncle Augie. That's what they call him. Not to be confused with Augustus the Winter. Or, or Augustus the Emperor. Or Augustus Gloop. Augustus the three Augustuses. Augusti. <laughs> the, the Augusti of the apocalypse. The trifecta. The, <laughs> well, the tri- everyone's biggest nightmare. Well, fun fact, it would be the triumvirate, which was um, what uh, Emperor Augustus was a part of. What language is that word from? Romans. I don't speak Romans. <laughs> triumvirate, man. You don't speak Polish? I don't speak Romans. I don't speak the Romans. I don't use, I don't use Roman anything. So, yeah, this movie is about a girl who basically has the modern-day equivalent of a monkey's paw. Um, The monkey paw story, you know, it's a classic, but I think I'm just going to generalize. I think for people my age, my generation, the only monkey paw story we've seen is that episode of The Simpsons. That was like the first... Was that the first Treehouse of Horror? I, I can't... I don't remember. I, me- I, c- I can't remember. I think one of the first ones that I remember was I think the was one the sec- where it was the raven. No, it was the second one, I think. Because I remember the first one, the big thing about that was that James Earl Jones was in all three segments. Yeah, yeah. and one of them's the raven, right? Yeah. Where he just reads the, all yeah. of the I, raven. I think Monkey Paw was the second Treehouse of Horror, so season three. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I can't remember what others... Yeah. Well, I've just got that mnemonic for the first one because James Earl Jones. He was like a delivery man, one of the aliens, and raven... Oh, yeah. Is he one of Kang and Kodos? He's one... Because that that one is set on their, like, UFO the first time you meet them through a bunch. Oh, right, right. And you meet a whole bunch of them. Yeah. But he's not Kang or Kodos. I don't think he's one of the two. Okay, cool. Because I remember remember that there are three with him, but, like, Mm. I remember the Raven one because it's just eight minutes long of him... Mm. Or, like, 12 minutes long of just him doing the Raven. Well, that's most of his dialogue compared to, like, the first one where he's just, like one guy in one scene hello <laughs> so guys have you ever been in high school and been bullied by schoolgirls, or were you the school yes. girl doing the bullying i wasn't all girls school i was ve- i was bullied. so it was really weird that boys were bullying her <laughs> and i was at an all boys school so it's weird that my answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that lauren bullied you in high school it's yeah. so awkward we've made up we've made up um i i have had that experience i went to a public school that was like both unisex <laughs> unisex and yeah honestly yeah we we had the school bitches for sure and and they they were just merciless and you're just like oh man to if you? i had a oh yeah to everyone hmm. to everyone who wasn't in their popular group i was for the most part a fairly well-regarded guy, but that doesn't mean you don't get the the scorn of teenage girls okay, who think th- they're better you, than you. I thought you were asking, like, specifically. Specifically? Have you? To been, you. To those. me, yeah. Girls specifically to you in high school? Yeah. 
okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, rather... Lauren knows. She went to an all-girls school. It doesn't matter well, where the, you the... are on the totem pole. If you're not in their, in their specific group, well, I'm just saying because... they'll go you. I'm just saying that because this Dude, film... you're going to have a hard time as a teacher if you think that the school girls aren't going to go after no, you. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying that in the context of this film, it seems like the main character is the only one that they really go after. Ah, they go after her friends. Yeah. Well, more so her, though. Yeah, but she's our main character. That's yeah, yeah, but... Primarily, but we're seeing it through her perspective. So yeah, but when the, she goes on we... this morally ambiguous rampage, it makes more sense that she, her friends would be a more opposed to it as sense of reason characters. I was just associating with, like, oh, everyone that you don't see are bullying is, like, a bystander, so you're really, like, isolated. You're not, like, one of the bullied. I mean, look, here's the thing. There's a moment... Also, why do they call her Winner? Because that's her last name. Is it? Yeah. That's such a bad last name. No, it's a winning last name. <laughs> that was my didn't... There for you. Um, Lauren's really unimpressed that her last name's Winner because Lauren's last name is Ties and people pronounce it as Thighs. Is that it, Lauren? You're jealous of her last name? It's okay. My last name has Win in it also. My last name has... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It ends on Shuck. That almost sounds like Shuck. It's like, oh, Shucks, guys. Or, or, or Shaq, the legendary basketball player. I mean, player. if you've got a not-Polish accent, then yeah. So, yeah, bullies in high school often in movies are seen as over-the-top melodramatic. But I, honestly, I've seen this type of girl at high school, man. Mm. A lot of these characters. I found it a bit jarring at first that our main character had enough confidence to get into an actual mm. physical fight and a verbal one as well with the bully girl. I thought, oh, maybe that's something she would gain later in the movie because I'm used to traditional Hollywood movie structures in which she would be the sheepish, sheepish girl who eventually wields enough confidence and power to, at the third act mm. of the movie, have enough to actually confront her attacker i'm sorry to go back to to the winner thing i thought her last name was shannon oh is it claire shannon oh i thought it was winner okay no, then i don't I know why her, her name her dad winner. gets referred to as like shannon as well but it's his last name oh i thought his first name was shannon no he had some he had a other name okay I so i don't know why they're called winner i feel I, like it's just like a taunt like hey champ or something like that it's like winner's a weird one though isn't it i know but well i mean it's kind of ironic isn't it i mean admittedly some line delivery in this movie could have been vocalized clearer because there was a point in which i thought the dad said um there's a line of dialogue that ryan Philippe, who is in this movie yeah said uh he said something along the lines of uh, um when he gives her the chinese chinese wishing box he's like i thought you would like it cuz you're technically chinese but apparently i skipped it back and he says you're taking chinese yeah yeah but i i thought he said legit you're technically chinese <laughs> and we're, i just went we're up to this bit ryan oh good. you know you did you have the same feeling no. Oh, okay. It was just me. Well, I, I thought we had that Netflix I, then... subtitles. They're very big. Oh, okay. I wasn't watching it with subtitles. I don't like watching movies with subtitles when I'm because I, for me personally, I I, I don't like like I read them too quickly, so it feels like the punch of what's being said is taken away from me when I'm watching subtitles because I've already gotten to the point in which they haven't even said that part of the dialogue yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. other than foreign films where you have to have them. When I'm watching a film, I don't. I personally don't like having subtitles. I'm not like I hate it, but it's just like for me, it ruins the delivery from the actor because mm. I've already read ahead. 
Yeah, I don't really have that problem, but yeah, I understand people that do. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you also watch far more things that re- require subtitles, yes, a lot more foreign but even, movies. Even despite stuff. that, I've always just liked subtitles. Oh, oh yeah, but I mean that would affect you in some way, considering Probably, that they're yeah. more part of your viewing experience. I've become a bit more accustomed to subtitles just because my mum is deaf, so I've had to kind of live with them. So. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Lauren's mum's deaf. Yeah. Hi, Lauren's mum. <laughs> she wears hearing aids, but like... Oh, good. But we still have to have the subtitles on. No, well, that's fair enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought he said you're technically Chinese. And then for like a scene, I was like looking at her and I go, I guess. I mean, she's got dark hair. I was like looking at her features being like, oh. maybe? He's making a mistake. Her character in Oz the Grand Powerful is from Chinatown, but doesn't make sense. Ah, there you go. Because we do have three that I'm aware of returning stars mm-hmm. from previous movies. Uh, of course, uh, Joey King was in Oz the Great and Powerful. Yes. She was one of the highlights of that movie for, for myself, but for also most people. She was the little porcelain china girl. And um, in the, yeah, and in like the very beginning of the film when it was in black and white, she was like a girl in the wheelchair to, to like draw parallel to like, oh, walking problems. Exactly. And obviously the, you know, the Oz thing where people from the real world are also, also in the land of Oz, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But, uh, Wait, is that a multiverse thing? Dude, do you dig multiverses? <laughs> <laughs> you dig on multiverses. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Do you, dude, do you dig on multiverses? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, I uh, obviously, Ryan Philippe is the dad who was in Cruel Intentions, and that's the mm-hmm. only thing I've ever seen him in, and now this. So. Yeah, so when I saw his name in the credits, I'm like, that can't be another guy with that name, could it? I've also seen Ryan Philippe in another movie that I had to watch in Year 12, but I can't remember the title of it. You he can... played a corrupt cop. That was it. Uh... Oh, Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> man, he's been around for a while. I mean, that's why he looks so old in this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see Ryan Philippe play the exact same character in Cruel Intentions, but in Citizen Kane. So when Kane's like, Rosebud, he's just like, Rosebud's for pedophiles, and then just smokes. <laughs> and then he's like, I want to really bang my sister. <laughs> and then he has that one line where he's like, you have to give me a kiss down there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> the music box is opening. Dude, music box is scary. Well, don't talk about... Ryan, you've been teasing us about the third returning actor. Do, do you do you have any guesses? No, I don't. Not a single guess. Uh, is it the bully girl? No, it's a full-grown adult male who was in one of our very, very early episodes as a lead actor in that movie, might I add. Oh, wow. Um, there are a few. Uh, the best friend of the dad, maybe? Nah. No, no, we haven't. We don't do black people films. <laughs> we do! What are you talking <laughs> I about? I know, I'm just kidding. Um, Foreshadowing to next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've forgotten what it is, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, You're gonna kick yourself, man. <laughs> I'm gonna kick yourself. You're gonna absolutely kick yourself that you didn't notice him. Oh, God. Uh... He's only in one scene in this movie. But it's a long scene. You're going to kick yourself. Oh, my God. Who so, is it? So, so Lauren, before I answer Vardek's question, because I like leaving him hanging on a hook. Mm. Um, when you suffered from rot of the face. I have never suffered from rot of the face. Oh, okay. Rot of the leg. N- um, never rot of the leg either. Okay. What are you uh... implying? Okay, what I'm saying is you've had gangrene. When no, you I've suffered never had gangrene, gangrene. <laughs> Lauren, when you suffered gangrene of the face hmm. in the multiverse. It, dig on multiverses, okay, in please. In multiverse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you got it in this one though, um, which was weird. 
Did you... I haven't had it, just just side note. Side note, she's totally had the rot. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Did you go all the way to the bathroom to look at your face and then me, no, because... your best friend, took a picture of your face and sent it to all the friends at school? And then we were still friends at the end when no. you didn't have rot on your face. You sure? Yes. You know what also sure. really bugged me about this movie? Like, I, I nothing but positives, but there was mm. one thing that bugged me. At the end of the movie, the scar's on the wrong side of her face. It is, isn't it? It is on the wrong side of her face. Like, later when she comes shot, back. Isn't it? So obviously when we see it like... in the mirror, but then when he takes a photo, you're like, oh, it's going to be on that side. And then when we see it later in the movie, it's on the opposite side of her face. And it just, it just bugged me. Maybe that's why it's unappreciated, because someone said, hey, that's not right. And then they just dumped the whole movie. And that's unfair. But Bartek, have you been hanging on long enough to know who the third one is? I'll give curious. you a clue. I'll give you a cl- another clue. Mm-hmm. Give you another clue. It was a very early episode, like I said. Yeah. It was set in Australia. Okay, so that's Kangaroo Jack, right? Right. The lead star in Kangaroo Jack was... The Kangaroo? The, yeah, the, I forget his no. name. The white guy, yeah? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. I, wait, I did He's read that He's in name. this movie as the flashback of the owner of the box before her who burnt to death in his house. You know, I remember when I was looking at Wikipedia yesterday and I did see the name Jerry O'Connell. Something clicked in my mind, but I, I ignored that feeling. But you know, you're absolutely right. Jerry O'Connell, that was him. And I find it very, you know, it's weird to say, but I find it very tragic that he is an actor who hasn't gone on to do far more, like... Think about this. A decade and a half before this movie, he was the lead actor in a comedy movie that actually did very well. And Mm. then now he's like a two-second character in a flashback scene in this movie. Didn't it also say that he was uncredited or something? And uncredited, too. So, bummer? Yeah, that's a big bummer. Lauren's got her face on sad faces because she's really sad that the rats didn't get to finish their dinner of the dog. Because a dog dies, by the way. Because the first one to pay the blood price is a dog. Because I guess, you know, the dog sensed that the box was evil. Because don't you love in movies that animals can sense things like that? Like they can sense danger or aliens or terminators or stuff like that. They can just sense it. They've got Mm. like that sense... It's either that, people who are mentally ill, or children. They all sense these things, man. He probably thought something was up when he saw the bike hadn't been touched in, like, over a decade. Exactly. And and that's why, that's why, guys, I'm a superstitious guy. I really worry that there's going to be some evil force coming to my house. So that's why I keep a mentally deranged puppy in my house, because it meets all three of the things that you need. You need a child, so I got a child version of a dog, because you need a dog, and you need someone who's mentally deranged, on, so I got Ryan, that too. I think you've already forgotten, it was Ice Cube, not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I said puppy. Yeah, I stand Snoop by what Dogg I said. Snoop Dogg does not look like a puppy, man. <laughs> He's a full grown. Oh yeah, he was a dog in um, Racing Stripes. And, yeah, he was. Yeah. So, Lauren, yes. you watched this movie last night. Yes, it's very fresh in my memory, yes. What were you expecting from it? Because, you know, I texted you saying, hey, I want you to do this movie, and you, like, looked it up, you looked, watched the trailer, but you said, Ryan, there's no Harry Potter actors. I went, oh, yeah, because we're doing horror month, um, spooky month, and you're like, oh, yeah, fair enough. But what were your 
expectations going into this movie? Well, the first real horror movie I saw was Paranormal Activity in cinemas. That scared the shit out of me. Saw this and I was like, this is not scary Oh. Ah, okay. it's, it's not it's not the horror that had frightened me. Well, that's the thing though. The horror doesn't necessarily have to be jump scare, spooky. Ah, I don't think that this movie's trying to do what like Paranormal Activity did, which is a movie that has zero substance really outside of the scare factors. Well, this movie's the opposite. This has nothing but substance and really doesn't go for the uh, scare factors. It's more the, the you know, the, the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because it's like, if this was me, would this happen? I suppose one thing to consider when comparing this to Paranormal Activity is, while this one does have more substance, one thing that Paranormal Activity has that this one to some extent doesn't is this whole fear of the unknown because while we don't fully understand the box we do get told it's law yeah and there's even and even though it's very basic and there is doesn't seem to be like any sort of like demon or anything possessing it or anything like that you feel like at the end of the day you understood what its deal was and how it worked whereas with paranormal activity even though it is you know basically jump scare the movie the, the, across the films they're very vague about what the actual oh it's because is. i can tell you why it's because they had no fucking idea what they were doing and then they got told they could make more and then they're like shit yeah. we have to propel this forward we've got to come up with a mythos but we don't actually have one so if we keep it vague people will suck our dick for four movies saying oh man that third paranormal activity really dug into the lore of the movie when there's fucking nothing there because those paranormal activities movies suck i'm saying it the second wish the second wish making a boy fall in love with you madly madly that's 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 the twist yeah Yeah, when i was watching this film i kept you know every time she made a wish i was picking on like specific words she'd use and thinking like oh is this going to come back to bite her and while the madly thing kind of does for the i actually really appreciate it just started to interrupt how slow burn the madly thing came into play because yeah. usually in a movie like yeah. this it would be instant like you'd know straight from his behavior he's fucking nuts but this movie waits till like near the end to really let that go sorry keep going yeah it was building up um but for the most part this film didn't really go with that it was like playing it straight like yeah i know what you mean you know this is here's your wish it's granted it's what you wanted it wasn't like it wasn't like that, those genie stories where the genie like picks apart the specific wordings. Or the devil. Or the devil. Like it, it was played straight. The horror was the you know the side effects of making that exactly the moral. True. Yeah. I really like uh, an example of the picking apart, choosing specific words. One of my favorite jokes in a movie ever is in the film uh, Bedazzled with uh, mm. Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, he he makes seven wishes and he's trying to win the affection, the love of a woman. At the end, he realizes you can't. Brendan Fraser, right? Yeah, yeah. you can't force that with wishes. That's been natural. Uh, he wishes that he could be the world's most sensitive man, and then he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Emotionally sensitive, and she's like, ah, 
I could have done so much with that one. And I'm like, I would have watched that whole <laughs> whole thing play out where he was the world's most physically sensitive man. Man, I've only seen that film once. <laughs> it's and, amazing. And I've always said to myself, I have to watch it again at some point. I just never it's have. It's amazing. There's yeah. one where he's like, I want to be the most intellectual man in the world. And so she makes him gay. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, I want to be the biggest like sportsman in the world. So she gives him the world's tiniest penis. <laughs> Or, like, I want to be rich and powerful, so she makes him a Colombian drug dealer. Mm. <laughs> like, I love that kind of shit. That's the kind of shit that gets me. But this movie, I was thinking that's what's going to happen. My mm. expectation was, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like a bedazzled type of thing where it's going to take her words and twist them and twist them. No. No, it just lets it happen. Like, the madly thing, that's her fault. But mm. really, the movie... The law. I actually think that she could have made that relationship work if she actually gave time to it. Because I think that's one of the things that happened was she was too busy to actually even notice him. Mm. So the madness set in more with him. Well, I feel like if she actually dedicated it to a proper thing, I think he would have, like, it would have taken it literally, like, in that way that she meant it to. Like, he was just really in love with her. But, like, I think it's because she ignored him so much the madness set in. Yeah, I think, yeah, if she was more aware of the fact that, like, oh, I said madly... I know that he might not really have any sort of... I don't know, but he was taking photos of her. Yeah, but that was after a period of time where she was not even giving him time. But I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying, like, Mm. it's interesting that a movie like this isn't trying to be, like, a paranormal activity where it's trying to jump scare the movie. It has a few jump scares, but they're, you know, far and few between. This is a movie that's dealing with morals Mm. and ethics. If you had the monkey... And that's the monkey poor story, man. I mean, you know, it's... It's be careful what you wish for story. It's, you know, if you don't be selfish, you know, you're going to pay the price, all that. She doesn't make the wish. She gets called out by her friends for not making the correct wishes and for even owning it still. In the Simpsons one, were there punishments for his wishes? The only one I remember was World Peace and Aliens Invade. Um, I think there is another one in which... Uh, I can't remember. It's been a real long time since yeah. I've seen that one. <laughs> Is that the frozen yogurt one? I think so. Or as I like to call it, frugit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite frozen yogurt, or as I like to call it, frugit. And just like he keeps saying that, but I think it makes his head really big at one point. I can't remember that if it's that episode. I can't remember. There's so yeah. many Trias horrors. Like I almost said, is it the one where he gets his head turned into a donut at the end? There was one like that. I can't remember. Which and he's one. eating his own head, and the police and Chief Wiggum's outside. Like he's got to come out at some time, boys. <laughs> Would Chief Wiggum have made Wish Upon better? Dude, 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 dude. If Chief Wiggum was somehow the chief of police in this movie, <laughs> fuck, this movie would be appreciated. Like, <laughs> and it's just Hank Azaria playing it as well, because he does the voice of Chief Wiggum. I'm pretty sure it's one of them. It's, let's say Hank. But, uh, yeah, I was really surprised by the morals and ethics that this movie was slinging at us. Because, you know, it's a high school girl with ultimate power. And, I, you know, we've covered a few. I've seen many movies like that. And we've covered a few. Like, last week we did Jennifer's Body. Obviously different. But it's about uh, high, school, high school girls with supernatural powers. One of them in particular. And how that drives them to, you know, morally questionable activities and and stuff like that. It's basically, that's one of the things that I personally like about the high school genre. I don't really like 
I've never really liked actual high school movies like The Breakfast Club or mm. any of those. I like the ones that twist it, where it's like if one of them is like, like, like I said last week, like Jawbreaker or Heather's or something, where it's like if someone murdered something and how they get this power and the power vacuums, the power dynamics and that. I like that stuff more than something like Your Breakfast Club, where it's like we're a bunch of losers, but we all get on because we're quirky. John Hughes music plays in the background, fist pump in the air. I hate that kind of shit, but this kind of shit, this is kind of shit I love. Where it's like, our main character, the dorky girl, gets ultimate power and how that drives her to being corrupt. That's great. That's mm. great. So, Lauren, big, yes. big, big question. What was your favorite death in the movie? Because this is like a Final Destination movie as well. Ooh, ooh. I like, I like the elevator death. Really? Yep. What about that one really drove the it to being the number one for you? Because you didn't know who was going to die. That is true. I think the editing in that scene was particularly standout, where it's making you think the dad's going to die, but then mm. the friend's going to die. So the elevator death was... Did that also... Was it also fun for you how gruesome it was? No, because you didn't really see how gruesome it was until the door opened. Yeah, but that's the point, though. Like, and I know with that death, um, when the elevator landed, I was, for some reason, I didn't think that the elevator would fall apart and the like rubble would kill us. So I was wondering, like, oh, so what would be the cause of death? And then when I saw the mess, I was like, oh, of course it would break. If it that falls, that so. that and force. Yeah, the force. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, like, oh, could she get into like a one of those safety positions? Like, is that yeah. a way? But then uh, when I saw the debris, I'm like, oh, that wouldn't work then. I personally was surprised that the movie had enough restraint not to make it explode when it hit the ground. Because in a movie like these, mm. it also was like on the 26th floor. That's what yeah, she it was says. High up. If it's going like a million miles down, I'm surprised they had enough restraint for it not to explode. You know, they actually withheld that. What about you, Bartek? Any standout moments of death? Um, are, are you talking about the method of death itself? Because yeah. that the sequence of, you know, the which one's it going to be was, you know, a very big draw for me. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But with, uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm talking about, like, actual, like, them getting killed, like, what was a real stand-up Ryan, why do I think the upcoming death is your favourite? It is not, actually. My favourite is the cousin falling on her own modern artwork. <laughs> I thought that was really great. <laughs> yeah. This one, though, is really good because it subverts your expectations of you thinking, that she's going to shred her hand. Yeah, well, it's I actually w- her hair. That I was bracing it. for it the whole time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You actually saw it pulling away? Oh, God. This is definitely... This cut's slightly more graphic. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because... Uh, I can't but, remember if you saw the No, you didn't. Netflix. You didn't. Yeah. No. Thanks, Uncut. And, and there was another one in the bathtub scene. You didn't see the whole shot of him lying in his own blood in the bath. Oh, that's a, that's that's a great vision. I, th- I thought... You must have, because I at the end I credits, they no. have a visual callback to it. I like the end credits. I could have sworn I remember the blood being coloured. So, yeah, I personally uh, like the uh, cousin of um, Ryan's character. Mm. Uh, (laughs) There's a character with my name. And there's an actor with my name. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the movie. (laughs) Bartek, you never never sense that sensation unless you see the music composer Steve (laughs) Bartek did the music. And then you're like... I, did I do the music and my first name's Steve? <laughs> which, which movie were you done one? Was it Snow Day? No, no, it was Sorority Boys. Sorority Boys. I'm Steve pretty Bartek. sure. One, or one of those kind of ones where Steve Bartek was in the band Oingo Boingo, I'm pretty sure, yeah. which was the same band that Danny Elfman was in as a singer. 
And we've had a few of those where it's like uh, the singer from Devo, Mark's, Mark Mothersberger, uh, has done music for a couple of movies we've done too. I mean, he did he does music all the time. Like, he did the theme to the Rugrats. You know, so he does everything other than Devo as well. He's like a modern day, like, you know, modern day fucking musical genius that no one really acknowledges as like, hey, he does a soundtrack to our lives. Everyone's like, Danny Elfman, man. He does the same music in every movie, but it's Danny Elfman. But it's like Mark from Devo. Who's that guy? He's from Devo. No, that's the song Whip It, right? That's all. It pisses me off. But this, this is something. The music in this movie, I liked it. What about you, Lauren? I felt... Here's the thing, Lauren. I thought of you. Why did you think of me? Because the pop songs that play in this movie, I could hear you having on in your car. Because I've driven with Lauren, (laughs) and she has this exact soundtrack pretty much playing Mm. off her car. What? Dustin Tebbit? Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. She she would listen to the music that's in this movie. That's why I thought of you, Lauren. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the use of pop songs in a horror movie? It just makes it relevant. It sets it in a time. Yeah, I think it grounds it to the real world because sometimes a horror movie relies too much on the score and the soundtrack to really deliver the scares. And then if you really strip them away, the music away, there's nothing scary there. And I think it's really great that this movie's doing the opposite, where it's like, if we have light, fluffy music, then the scares and the moral ambiguity and the craziness will speak for itself and actually be heightened by the light music. And it also you know tying it to the real world brings about that idea that some darker products do where even if there is like supernatural elements to it you can almost into or you can interpret like oh part of the horror is like the horror of human nature or something like that like you know she eventually learns that her wishes do kill someone but she still makes all her seven wishes. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget, she knows that the seventh wish will kill her. And she yet still makes it, man. I don't know if she knows it, does she? She does know it, but she thinks she's outsmarted it. Mm. Mm. That's the difference. That's the twist. There's a twist, by the way. Yeah. But she knows that the seventh wish will kill you. It takes your soul. That's what it says. Yeah. That, hence, we have the Jerry O'Connell flashback scene because he made seven wishes and took his soul, but he thought he could lock himself in his basement, but it didn't work. Mm. He wished for Kangaroo Jack 2, but it was his last wish, so it didn't Well, there was a Kangaroo Jack 2. It was an animated movie, though. Wasn't it a spin-off? It's Kangaroo Jack 2, an animated movie in which it's oh, about yeah, Kangaroo, it Kangaroo Jack. Jack 2, yeah. <laughs> so he wants Kangaroo Jack 3, Return to Oz. Mm. <laughs> that would be a great <laughs> name for it. And you can have Joey King in it. As the kangaroo's voice. I'm trying to tell. Yeah, because she plays the daughter of Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jacqueline. <laughs> well, her... Kangaroo Jackie. Well, on the Jackie. Ac- I think you're missing the fact that the actress's name is literally Joey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. And her mum can be played by Jackie Weaver. That could be Kangaroo Jackie. That would be good. Well, some... And they give her an Oscar for it. Well, some films in the recent years have been like, uh, you know, remakes of films with women. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. Ocean's 8. Kangaroo Jackie. Mm. Lauren, you can play the Jack O'Connell role. And Bartek, I think there's only one role you could play. And I think you know it's New Zealand assassin guy that was in the first movie. Remember him? There was someone he shoots, like that. He shoots blow darts and hits Anthony Anderson in the butt. Mm. And, of course, I'm Anthony Anderson. I know you are, but who'd you play? Uh, no, no. I like there's no female version of it. They just replace him with a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, this movie has a lot of interesting uh, kills and scares. It's very like a Final Destination mm. movie. Have we ever seen a Final Destination no. movie? I've only seen trailers for them. But you know what they're like, right? Yeah, they're all yeah. about the fantastical... The trailers show them off. The fantastical yeah. death and how fate comes get comes to get you. This is what this movie does too, but to mm. a different extent. It's not trying to be a Final Destination ripoff or anything. It's being its own thing, but the kills are creative. They're funny as well. Like, they are funny deaths, mm. but also gruesome at the same time. You know, I think it's interesting, but... Dude, do you do you dig on multiverses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the theory that you know another you exists in different circumstances uh, under different planes of reality. Yada yada yada. Okay, Joey, calm down. <laughs> Perfect impersonation by Lauren there. She really nailed that one down. Well, that was me doing it. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that you were doing it as Lauren doing Joey. Though. All right, I'm stopping my Ryan impression now. Okay. <laughs> you can talk again, real Ryan. Okay, thanks. <laughs> ice Cube, get out of here. <laughs> my get back cube. in the underground. Um, oh, yeah. The best character, because she says the word bitching, and she really needs to be alone when she eats her tons. Yeah. Her wontons. I, I believe her word was destroy, not eat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need privacy to destroy these. <laughs> And she has that, like, old-looking uh, lift elevator to her room. Yes, to her loft. 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 <laughs> she looked at you when you said that, so you really got it right. <laughs> Lauren looked at him and was like, what, what's up? I, I was too busy being engrossed in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever really seen a monkey's poor movie. It's just that Simpsons episode, right? So it's interesting know... to see a different telling of basically the same story. I know that I've definitely seen something before Simpsons that had it, but it was probably also a cartoon. It was probably just that Simpsons episode, but you forgot about it and remembered it again. No, because I actually got into Simpsons kind of late, so I know that it would have been something else. How? Yeah, yeah, I've always been confused by people who got into it later in life, and I'm like, but it was the only thing on TV all the time. Yeah, but again, I I had, I had Foxtel, so there were it was things. the only thing on TV all the time. <laughs> like I, I like how you saying I have Foxtel really really like cements the Honestly, idea that no. when I was a kid, I really only watched like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. So <sighs> Simpsons. Well, as you know, Simpsons the greatest thing ever for a period of time. What are you talking about? It has over twenty seasons. You're right. It's nearly like thirty seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best episode of The Simpsons, Monkey Paw one. We've we've, we've clarified well, it. Clearly, yeah. Frozen yogurt, Froget. So the deaths in this movie are gruesome. They're funny. They're interesting. They're unique. They're stylish. But were they just too much for audiences? Were people like Lauren thinking they were going to get a movie where there are no actual deaths? It's just someone going, <laughs> and then it's a bird. <laughs> Well, is it gonna? Did people think when they did people like Lauren think when they walked into this they were gonna get the the woman in black? I love the woman in black. Is that the one with Daniel Radcliffe yes. where he's in a mansion and a bird flies yes. past him a lot and he just goes, "Oh, Lauren, no!" Just because it's got Daniel Radcliffe and it doesn't mean it's any good. It's based on the stage play. Whoop default. Oh, so in the stage. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Well, that that clarifies it then. Right. In the stage play of la- the Lady in Black, do they have a bird? The jump woman out? in black. The woman in black. Do they have a bird jump the out? No. Well, then it must be shit house because the movie improved the lack of bird. Right. Do you remember 
the IMDb review that I read in our failure to launch episode, which was like disgusted at uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's like I think it was mole. Or mole, something. yeah. Oh, not the one where. No, go on. When I was looking for IMDb reviews for this film, one of them was a review that was basically in that same spirit, but about our lead actress. Like, they thought that she was, like, really ugly or something and, like, talked about how they nearly threw up. <laughs> Are they sure? Because she's, 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 she's a pretty girl. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe just the wrong people were watching these films. Lauren? Joey King? Pretty? Yeah. I mean, she's a pretty, pretty girl. She's not, like, trying to be... She's, she's a very everyday girl, like the girl next door type. That's why you need her in this movie. Mm. Hmm. Also, she's, like, fucking 17 years old or something in this. She was born 18. in... 18. The actress was born in, like, 1999. There you go. Yeah. It's my brother's age. Give her a break, guys. She's just a child. She's still growing into her face. Give her a break. She's, She's not like Isla Fisher where her face is too small for her head. Well, yeah, but you know, in Scooby-Doo, they had that scene where they stretched it, so it's okay. <laughs> it was okay, yeah. Um, what were we talking about before all of this Joey King's face? Uh, audience. Oh, yes, the audience. Do and you think that, that they? Do you think that they were? Here we go, Ryan. Here we go. Here we go. And they said that because she's got the bull behind her in this whole scene, and little did you know it was going to be prominent in her death. See, it's right there. Yeah, I remember when it was when obviously the camera cutting indicates that she's the one that's going to die. I I was a bit confused because I thought all it the had victims, to be someone very personal. Yeah, much closer to her. Like you know, we've had so far the dog. Uh, we've had the neighbor, the neighbor, and Uncle Augie. an uncle. Uncle Augie wasn't that close to her, though. Well, there was the whole thing of when picking she up met... Her paper, picking up the paper, right? Well, after that, when she found her dad dumpster diving, he was like, you you shouldn't be going there. And she was like, I can if I want to, basically. That is true. You can if you want to. But, you know, if I had wishes, I would wish that my friends also, would want to fuck my dad. Also, the dad has just randomly shaved off his beard, and it was now playing the saxophone. Well, they set up the fact he likes playing saxophone. And now they're setting up the fact that Barb from Stranger Things wants to fuck her dad. Serious hot sauce. That's that's how I call people's dads hot. I like the keyboard player in the background there. He looked directly at the camera and gave a wink. <laughs> Do you think that the wish gave him some, like... Who, the dad? No, no, the keyboard player, like, some peripheral coolness? Oh, I thought you were going to say it gave him the awareness that this is a movie and <laughs> his Deadpool basically is aware that he's in he was a trying piece to of fiction. He was trying to tell the cameraman that he's doing a good job. Good job, guys. I'm really playing this keyboard well. Yeah, exactly. Now, Lauren, you have a phone. Yes, I do. If you dropped it off that height, would it work? No. Are you sure, though? Because here's the thing that I said. It's not a Nokia. It's not a brick. Okay. I said this to my girlfriend last night. I was like, oh, so hope we got if that phone rings. And then it did later. And, I, and my girlfriend said very sternly, she said, it had a case. <laughs> that was her, that was her defense. Was it may it have had a case, but it might not have had a screen guard on it. Well, it didn't. You saw the screen was cracked, mm. but 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 maybe maybe it's still a, it's okay, Lauren. Maybe it's a demon phone. Oh my god, maybe it's a Chinese phone. Okay, Ryan, I feel like we need to stop and admire the death is. here. It's pretty great. It's pretty quick as well. Well, that's what death is like. Very sudden. And there we go. Is this a is this a uh... oh right through her head? Mm. 
Mm, Is this a commentary on what art means to people? Art can kill. Yeah. And it will. It doesn't discriminate against you. It will fucking murder you. Even if it's your favourite art. Even if it's something you own. In the end, it owns you. Get it? Mm -hmm. It owns your soul on it. Don't join art websites. You know what I really would have loved? The Mm. detective scene with Chief Wiggum coming in. Mm. Like, this movie really lacked a PI or cop. I really would have liked a cop. Yeah, like an investigator of some sort. Yeah, and he, other than Ryan here, I guess he's the investigator because he's putting all the pieces together. That's right, yeah. Sorry, when you said Ryan, I was thinking Ryan Felipe. You were thinking me? <laughs> You're like, I put all the pieces together? Ryan, I think about you a lot, but not during episodes. Fair enough. I don't That's wanna, my professionalism. That's, I don't want to think about me either. What I was going to say was, I would really love the cop to come in and he'd be like, hmm, well, now that this artwork has blood all over it, it looks even better. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like grabbing out his checkbook in a pen and he's clicking. He's like, how much do you think, guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Ryan, you've been watching a lot of Columbo lately. Would you Columbo. want him to be in this movie? I would love it if Columbo came in, saw this, and cracked his boiled egg on the horn. Because <laughs> he's done that. He's cracked his boiled egg on a crime on a crime scene. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. Oh, if this movie had a teacher in it, mm. more, more like a like a, a teacher figure in it to be yeah, like. They, they had the Chinese teacher, but they didn't really do much with him. Oh, wouldn't it be great if he died? Well, Ryan, that's pretty mean to say. That's a bit morbid. What did he do to you? But uh, wouldn't it be great? Sadist. Sadistic. I can't believe you'd say that. Who's Penny, do you think? It has it on his... He has a sticker saying, Penny, Who's, who is she? Is that his mum? Maybe it's just, the, like, the currency. But or guys... Ma- or maybe, like, a reference to Penny Lane. Maybe! Yes, my voice just went, okay? Sure. <laughs> It's me, Lauren. <laughs> I like a woman in black. Because it got a bird head. <laughs> it wasn't the hunched right? <laughs> I can't do it the exact same way. I'm doing it for comedic effect. It's called Comedy Bartek, and I'm the police. And arresting Lauren for being hysterical. The police weren't comedians, they were musicians. I'm a police comedy man, and I police comedy on Lauren. Handcuffs on Lauren, she likes it a bit too much, but they're on there. (laughs) (laughs) The laughter of agreement from Lauren was what really (laughs) sold that. So, if you had a box that granted you seven wishes, and you did not know Mm -hmm. that it killed people... Do I know that it grants wishes? Yes. Okay. You are Joey King. You do not know that it murders people. What would you wish for? What would be your first wish? And be real. Don't be like, oh, I'd wish for world peace. I wish that every wish kills people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, blood price. (laughs) Sorry, did you say don't be real? No, no, be real. Don't don't be like, oh, I'd wish for world peace. Because we know that you... We know that wouldn't be the first thing on the agenda. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in this movie, like, you should have wished... We know that would be the first thing. It would be like, you want to see if it works. So oh, you yeah, go yeah, with something yeah. realistic, like I wish my pants were green or something. Yeah, like, if you got more than three wishes, I guess you can have a bit of leeway. Exactly. So seven, what would be your first wish? Um, <laughs> if I were to want to test it, I would want it to be somewhat beneficial. So I don't know if I'd do the like green pants thing. Like, <laughs> you already own some. <laughs> um, maybe like as a test, I could like commit myself to like buying like a lottery ticket or some sort of like 
a gambling uh, methodology and say like, like I Jerry wish that... O'Connell is that his name? Yeah, yeah, like Jerry O'Connell, and like wish that like oh I do not lose at any of the next few gambling things that I do, or like <sighs> I never lose. I ne- I wish I never lose, and then it would take you real literal. And then I get an addiction, and I never lose the addiction. <laughs> yeah, or you get cancer, and you just never lose against it. But, so you're constantly. But got like, it. I, I know that we're like you know basing it on like you know the film, but like I think a lot of audiences, when it comes to media products that are about wishes, they're a bit like self-aware about like oh it might mess me up. So I feel like I would make it more specific just to like cover my ass a bit. What about you, Lauren? First wish. What would you Ooh. want? You don't know that it murders people. World peace, right? Oh, yeah. No. Don't be a liar. Uh, Fine. Frankston peace. Start small. <laughs> Start very small. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and, you know, doing that then leads to world peace. <laughs> Great dancing. Come I'd on. I'd probably do like a not, like the lottery ticket thing as well. Oh, just, man. Just you guys it. are the exact same page. I'm on the opposite page. I would wish for more wishes. No, you're one of those. I'm one of those, man. Well, I mean, like, you were saying, like, world peace would be a disappointing one. I think that's another disappointing one, because that's one that always people jump to. Yeah, but, but, I don't know. I don't, yeah, but it's more, like, but it would... Also, why the first wish? Because then I want more wishes. How are you going to gauge that it worked? Because then I go past seven wishes. No, but yeah, but the first wish being granted is what makes you realize that the wish, the wish thing works. That's true. That is true. You got me there. I just want to know if this box works by that logic. Well, that I mean, would be my immediate thing. Well, yeah. I want to know. So you, that's why you have to make a wish that you can. Like, but then gauge. I don't want to make it like my last wish and then be dead. But like, look, if I if I gave you... when in the wish cycle should I wish for that? Look, if I gave you, tell me now. If I gave you this glass that I'm holding in my hand, I said this grants wishes, and you said I wish for more wishes. <laughs> yeah. Like pretend that, like me saying that, like literally worked just now. Yeah, but but I'm problem... looking at a glass. How do I know it worked? But here's the problem with that. Unless it starts singing. Yeah, to be more specific, you're like, here's a glass. It grants you wishes. How yeah. many, Bardzak? I wouldn't wish okay, for there's more. There's an engraving if... that says like seven wishes or something. There's an engraving that says Maylee. Oh, whatever her name was, Lee May. What was the name of the woman with the engraving on the bottom? LeMay? Miule or something? Yeah, the woman who... She had a Chinese name. Obviously. Um, Lu May. Lu May, thank you. I was close. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. But when in the wishing cycle should I wish for that? When you know that it works. So, like, second wish. Okay, I guess. So what would the first wish be? Something that you can gauge that works? Um... That's a good question. I want to wish for some kind of power. Mm-hmm. Oh, that works, because then you know you have the power. Like telekinesis. That'd be cool. Yeah. I want to have telekinesis. Lift things with my brain. Lift a box yeah. and be like, give me more. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the one that I said was a bit vague, because like, oh, maybe I really just was lucky. Exactly. Th- that's At first, a- you sounded like I wish that I could buy lottery tickets. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, no, no. That would be my method of like gauging that it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. But imagine the box taking new li- li- <laughs> Like, okay, buddy. It's like an under eighteen <laughs> person being like, I wish I could buy alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been one of her wishes if she got the chance. Because in America, it it's would, under twenty-one, yeah. right? Yeah. So she'd be like, man, I wish I could buy beer and then it makes her have a moustache and <laughs> makes her like look like a 40 year old man so 
the Chinese are at it again, making wish boxes that actually have demons inside of them that will fuck you up. Mm. I really found happiness when they restrained on even trying to say the demon. Because they say there's a demon in the box. Mm. Do they? Yeah. I thought they just said it's cursed. It's cursed, but it it has a demon in there, I Do think. They, I thought that it was just cursed by something, and the, the curse is, you know, the effect. I, I thought the demons, and there is a demon in there that takes your soul. I know that there is a soul-taking thing. I don't remember them if they... Oh, they did... They did, They mentioned, yeah, like, it was a G word, like, Yaoshu or something like so that. So, I'm really happy that they didn't do that bullshit where they phoned up Vincent D'Onofrio on Skype to tell them the history of the mm. demon, to be like, well, it's Bakul! <laughs> and then, like, he's there for 20 minutes Skyping us about what it is. We just get a simple, basic, here's the premise, and here it goes. We don't need the mythology. We're not trying to build... Oh, you're saying they didn't call, like, an expert or something. Yeah, the closest you get is the cousin. But, like, what I mean is you don't have that annoying scene where a lot of horror movies, they go to... This is true. They go to Vincent D'Onofrio, specifically, and go, hey... For the next 15 minutes, tell us the mythology of the creature. Yeah. I like the yeah the <laughs> twist in this one, not like plot twist, but like the twist on the formula was they went to a translator and they simply read what was written on it, not that they had an interpretation or they were suddenly experts in it. It was just... Well, Ryan, then Ryan did some investigation and then became an expert. It'd be like if the main characters were all, like, illiterate kids. Like, they hadn't learned to read yet and they just asked the older brother to read what the book says. But then one of the characters goes through the dictionary and starts learning what words means and... Then he teaches... Well, they'd have to learn how to read the dictionary to... Well, yeah, but they get their older brother to tell them, and then they tell yeah. the friends, this is what boogers actually means. Or they wish that they can read or something. I wish I could read. Because by this point, by the point where they ask, like, three wishes have already been made, so they'd already make some wishes before asking the brother. So Lauren's... Lauren made me think about something. She said one of the first horror movies she saw was Paranormal Activity. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. How old were you? Fifteen. Fifteen was the first time you saw a horror movie. Yes. I had a very deprived childhood. Where were you? Okay, before Paranormal Activity. Okay, okay. Before Paranormal Activity being your first horror thing, what was the scariest thing you had ever seen in a movie before you were 15 years old? Well, I grew up on murder mysteries, so... So give me an answer, Lauren. God, I can't even remember... Come on, we've all had something in our childhood from a movie that scared us to or be honest, spooked us. To be honest, I think it I was... was more a nightmare I had. Yeah? Yeah, about foxes. What does it say? It is a scary thing to ask yourself. About foxes. It was, um, it was down in Tasmania. I was staying with my great aunt and uncle. And I was staying in their like little basement like area. And they had pictures of foxes all around the room. And then I went to sleep and I had a nightmare about foxes trying to get in and scratching at the door. And this is a recurring nightmare I still have. So it haunts me. Well, if it makes you feel any good, foxes can't howl. Mm. They can only scream. Mm. They're the ones that go, ah! Because their snout, the way it is, it doesn't make it so that they can howl. So they can only scream Mm. at you. So have fun with that. I was going to say, I think I was also late to watching a horror film for the first time. But I do have an answer. 
Um, when I was seven, I saw Toy Story 2 in the cinemas. Yes. And Woody has a nightmare in that. Which, yes. That kind of made me feel a bit weird when I saw that. See, for me, there's so many. I've, I saw horror movies when I was very young. I mean, I saw... I, I've <laughs> definitely seen things that, like, you know, had horror aspects, but not, like, an outright horror oh, film. Oh, I, I saw... Yeah, I did. I saw The Thing when I was, like, eight. Mm. So, yeah. For me, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, the scariest scene to me in a movie in a movie mm. for kids was in Jumanji. Have you seen Jumanji? Yes. yes. The scene in which Robin Williams' face is stuck in the floor and spiders oh, are going to yeah, crawl yeah. on him. It's not the spider aspect that scared me, but it was the fact that he got stuck in the floor and his body's underneath and that that scared me as a kid. That that all like... Uh... Oh, I've thought of another one for me. Yeah. Um, the child catcher in Oliver Twist, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That terrifies me still. I can't watch him. Yeah, any movie with Dick Van Dyke scares me. <laughs> um, no, also, also, I'm surprised you didn't say anything from the Harry Potter movies. They had real no, scary things when you were young. No. Not even the spider scene no, in the second movie that no. genuinely scared Rupert Grint. That's why he looks terrified <laughs> when you see it. Like, he looks genuinely terrified. Well, that's appropriate because the character's also supposed to be, but like, yeah. they also had to make it like, oh god, we really have to highlight that he's really scared of spiders. So they use prop spiders in the filming? No, no, no. He knew that there were going to be spiders and had to act like those spiders and that fucking scared him. Oh, okay. When you're a kid, you know, and also when you're an adult and you have a phobia of something like that. Man, it almost uh, sounds like like, he hypnotized himself or something. I don't know. I I, I got scared by a few things. Like when I was young, I got scared in Lord of the Rings by the ring wraith being above them. Do you remember this? In the first one. The only one I like out of Lord of the Rings movies, oddly enough. Everyone loves them all. I only like the first one, personally. But the ring wraith above him, and then they stab him. The fact that they actually fucking stab him. And I'm like, ah! That used to scare me. Uh, see, see, I grew up with horror movies, so I'm a bit desensitized to them at well, this point. Honestly, when I... Because I think the first outright horror film that I saw was in cinemas, and this is also, like, very recent, or recent enough... Was the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, I think I think that was earlier this decade, late last decade. Like that was 2010 or something. The one yeah. where they didn't even get the same actor back to be Freddy. Yeah. The one didn't... where they got the guy from Watchmen to be Freddy. Yeah, they didn't get Robert Englund. What's the point? You know, at that point, what's mm. the point of even doing it? Because let's be honest, those 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 Nightmare on Elm Street movies live and die by his performance. Yeah, but but the, the thing that what's I'm, the point? Yeah, but the thing that I'm getting at is I have seen horror films since then, and even though I walk in with like, all right, this is going to be scary, and I'm bracing myself, myself, myself. Um, even while watching it, I, I walk out being like, oh, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought. So mm. I'm I'm not affected by horror as much. I don't think. Yeah. I'm I'm not either. Personally, <laughs> the horror genre doesn't affect me the way that um, it thinks it does. Mm. A movie like this is trying to affect me the way it actually does, which is more with the ideas. See, a good horror movie, mm. like, you know, obviously The Exorcist, The Omen, uh, you know, even the, Nightmare, the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie... Mm. Uh, even the first Friday the 13th movie, on a level, uh, you know, Scream, all that. It's more about the uh, idea of the threat than necessarily the threat itself. That's scary. 
there's the more the philosophical thematic ideas that are being told in there. Hence, something like The Babadook was considered one of the scariest movies because it's scary, the idea of a mum really on the brink of wanting to kill her own kid, right? The Shining is a great example as well. The Shining is a scary movie for most people because, one, it has the scary imagery in there. Personally, it doesn't scare me. It more irks me because that's more what I think is directed at. But the scarier thing in that movie is the man losing his mind and going after his own family, right? That's the kind of stuff in horror that works more for me than Bagul. Or, or, look, we've got a camera sitting here for 15 minutes and then the sheet moves. Mm. I know that, well, by the very nature, there is a sort of correlation between, like, horror and thriller films. Yes. Like Terminator, the first Terminator. Yeah, the first Terminator is a bit more of a horror movie on its... It's mm. a bit more like a slasher movie, in a way, where it's like you have a emotionless killer, like a Freddy... Not like a Freddy, like a Jason, like a Michael yeah. Myers. The whole thing is he can't be stopped. He can't be stopped, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, horror movies... uh, Which, if that counts, then that's my first horror film, I guess. (laughs) For me, I enjoy a horror movie that's got good messaging style style as well. Like, there Mm. was some where I go, okay, it doesn't scare me, but I really enjoy the filmmaking style. Um, you know, the imagery, but, like, maybe the imagery doesn't scare me. Like, I said Mm. I watched The Thing when I was a kid. The Thing didn't scare me when I was a kid in terms of the visual stuff, but it was more the idea of not knowing Mm. who is who, what is what, can you trust your own friend or dog or anything like that. That's what scared me more as a kid than the than the practical effects, which are gruesome, give them that, but they never scared me because they were also a little over the top in that movie. The guy's head turns into a spider and crawls away, yeah. uh, which is nightmare fuel, but it was fun for me. Yeah. A, a little out of character for me, the past month and a half, I've actually been watching a horror anime, which I've never really watched horror anime before. Oh, really? I thought that would be up your alley. Yeah. Considering I... how much you liked Irutsuki Doji. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a horror, that was a romance. It was horror, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, hor- horrible for me. I, I like the dub in that more so than the thing itself. So what's your horror anime? Um, It's called Jigoku Shoujo, which means Hell Girl. Ah, okay. The, the premise of it is, it's, it's a little bit like Death Note, actually. Um, It's set in, like, you know, modern day society, um... There is a website on the internet that you can go to, and if you have a, you can only access it at midnight if you hold a strong grudge against someone. Oh, yeah. And if you yeah. type in gremlin rules, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you type in the name of someone that you want to send to hell, Helga will appear before you and give you a doll with a red string tied around its neck. Oh, okay. And if if you pull the string, that person will be immediately sent to hell. But the, I guess, the blood price to use this film's terms is that um. When you die, you will also be sent to hell. Like, you will not well, reach heaven. Well, I think that's a given, though, right? Yeah, well, that's just the whole thing. It's, Do they stay in hell when you die? So they're there? Yeah, yeah. Hell for alternity. Ah, So it's okay. like the whole idea of, like, oh, two graves are made when you send someone to hell. One for you, one for them. Well... Well, well, for me, at that point, what would stop me from just doing it all the time? I mean, if you do it once, then you're, you're done, right? So why not keep doing it? Well, you can only use it once per person, so... Yeah, yeah but I mean, like, oh, once, like... like you can I only can be only a client once. When you use it, you get a, like, uh, you get, like, a brand on your chest that, like, reminds uh, you, like, oh, you will be going to hell. Right, I thought you meant, like, I could only use it once per victim. That's what I thought you meant. Well, you can only do it. That's what I meant. That's what I thought. I I misinterpreted. Um, Lauren, since since both of you entered horror films later on, 
Do you like the genre? Are there any standouts? I like specific parts of the genre. I like gothic horrors. I Hence like the woman period. In black. Yeah, I like the period horrors. Oh, you must have seen I Winchester love. then, mm. the movie where Helen Hel- Helen Mirren's in a house. Yeah. And a bird swoops by, <laughs> and she goes, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> so you like your period piece ones, huh? Yeah. What about gothic horror? Really gets you. Oh man, don't tell me you're you're Picnic at Hanging Rock fan. No, no. Yeah, because okay. you can go fuck yourself if you like Picnic at Hanging Rock. I was in the play of it. <laughs> That's all the whole movie, by the way. I haven't seen the movie. I played the detective in a production, though. The, the whole movie of Picnic at Hanging Rock is just a bunch of girls fucking in, in, the, in the forest and one of them screaming out, Miranda! For, like, hours on end. It's just the most monotonous thing. But here's Jerry O'Connell, by the way. So you like your gothic horrors. What are some standouts for you? Um, What have I watched? A Woman in Black. Not, yeah, Woman in Black. Paranormal um, activity. <laughs> that's not a gothic. Doesn't it oh, go back gothic, in time sorry. at some point, though? Isn't like the third or fourth one, like... I haven't watched all of them. I'm this a- is how it all began. I've seen the first I like... four only, and I know the third one's set in the past, but none of them have time travelling. The, the mm. ones that come after four do. Um, what was another one? Parts of Northanger Abbey. That's not meant to be scary, but it's like gothic horror. It's great. Um, and then I really liked... Um, the last season of American Horror Story, well, Roanoke, <sighs> okay, as well, yeah. I've never gotten into American Horror Story. I want, I've tried, I've tried so hard. Is that the one where every season's like a different? Yeah, story? it's an anthology show. Yeah. yeah, I try, man. I try so hard, and I just can't. I just don't like it. I think the writing's not as good as it thinks You're it is. You're racist against Americans. Well, I, ha- I I really didn't like season whatever it was with the vampires. I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, Covenant, stupid. Is that the one Covenant? Or no. is that the one with witches? No, it was um Hotel. Uh, one with Lady Gaga. Yeah. Oh, you racist against Lady Gaga. What about you, Bartek? Since you're later into the horror game, are there some exceptional standouts for you? Um, I, I don't really know, but I do like the whole aesthetic and like the idea of it. They're more despair-centered uh, than a lot of other films. Like... I remember when I did watch the the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, you know, it seemed to have a happy ending, but then all of a sudden, like, oh, no, Freddy's still alive, kills, and then cut to credits. So. That's how the original one ends too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but a lot of horror things that I've seen also end like that. Like, yeah. This film too. This film too, man. Yeah, Wish Upon, which we're doing, by the way. Oh, yeah, well, I think it's good to diverge into talking about <laughs> no, the horror I I, thing because yeah. we're doing Spooky Month and we yeah. haven't had a chance with other episodes to actually talk about the the genre itself this time around. Like we've been with the other films that we've covered, like Jennifer's Body and Vampire's Kiss, and, they're, like, they're, vague interpretations they're, and stuff. They're very thick. They're very thick movies to analyze. Yeah. This movie's a lighter, fluffier movie, which is good because I think for a movie like a uh, Wish Upon, that's its function. Like movies like. Even though I made fun of a woman in black and and and, and paranormal activity and all that, and then and you know there's other ones like the Conjuring movies and the Nun and all that. They serve their purpose in terms of light entertainment whilst giving spooks and and chills and stuff. Well, I think this movie, unlike those other movies I've just mentioned, has a more darker theme to it and and it gives more of a questioning of the moral and ethics of our main character. And and you aren't whether you agree with her actions or not. And the film eventually says no, you shouldn't agree with her actions. And it's basically uh, 
you know, like was that a monkey paw story, you know, where it's like, ah, oh, you get what you deserve kind of thing, you, you know, be careful what you wish for. But, you know, with the horror genre in general, I think it's such an interesting genre because, like I said before, somewhat jokingly, but very serious as well, people don't want to admit that they like this genre, but people see this genre oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. much. Isn't, isn't that a whole thing with, like, the Oscars? Like, a horror film hasn't been nominated for anything in, like, decades? Yeah, like, I know the, uh, like, uh, the Omen and uh, Exorcist and all that, but I can't think of one at recent times. Like, people were shocked that the Babadook, she didn't get nominated for Best Actress. Yeah, I think there's, And like, it was because it was a horror movie. Yeah, I think there's, like, an underlying, like, unspoken rule that, like, they don't nominate horrors anymore. Or comedies. Ever. Yeah, yeah, now that you mention it. There's only been, like, three act- actress, actors slash actresses that actresses that have won uh, an Oscar for a comedic role, and one of them is Kevin Klein in the film A Fish Called Wanda mm-hmm. as Best Supporting Actor, and he is great. Is he the stammering guy? No. No, he's no. the... He's Otto, the the American. The oh, brother. The, the, the brother. He's the one Jamie. that... that uh... Watch out, asshole! He's the one who shoves the chips up the nose. Is he the one that eats the fish? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He won Oscar for that performance. <laughs> and I remember, you know what? I'm pleasantly surprised that you've seen A Fish Called Wonder. Yeah, a long time ago. I only remember I only just it. watched it. Re- I only recently rewatched it, and it's still great. Yeah, I've seen it. It has Jamie Lee Curtis in it, who, of course, was in Halloween, which is one of the most acclaimed horror movies of all time. John Carpenter rocking it again. Of course, he did The Thing. John Carpenter captures the spirit of the spooky month perfectly in many different forms but yeah fish called wonder really yeah I've, we have it on dvd at home i know i've seen it twice but they were both long ago oh man I have to re-watch so it. good john cleese is great in that and his character's name is what carrie grant's real name was which was archie leach hmm. that's carrie grant's real name just so you can absorb that in <laughs> um i don't know for me the horror movie stuff, they want to spook you and have these chilling moments. But for me personally, I have more of those standout moments in thrillers and yeah, and definitely. dramas and stuff like that that sp- scare me. Like, when I think of something that scares me in a movie, genuinely scares me, it's one of these things where there's one thing I can think of in particular, and it's one of these things where it's hard to describe why. And that's always a good thing. It's just the general f- Unease. There's a movie called Falling Down, which I love, with Michael Douglas, and it's a movie where he he's a you know a guy, white shirt and tie, glasses, buzz cut, and he's stuck in traffic, and he just says fuck it and gets out of his car and walks through gangland LA to go home, and he encounters all of these people along the way that try to hurt him, and he hurts them, and he has a famous scene where he shoots up a burger place because they don't serve breakfast. All that kind of stuff, right? There's a moment in that movie where throughout the whole movie he has this briefcase mm-hmm. and people have tried to stab him and shoot him and rob him and take this briefcase. And he won't give them this briefcase. He's like adamant. I'm not, you don't, you're not getting this briefcase. It's for work. It's for his job. And later on in the movie, you find out that this guy has not been working for like a year. Yeah. So where's he been going every day? He gets ready for work and goes out every day. Where does he go? And then later, for some reason, it just inexplicably strikes terror into my soul. Some He gives someone his briefcase, and they open it up, and there's nothing in there but an apple. 
and a sandwich and that's it and it's just like he's been defending nothing this whole entire movie and it always just strikes terror in me it's like what has this guy been doing this whole time and and like and the briefcase is just a symbol of that he's been doing nothing which is absolutely terrifying to me for some reason, something like that, or, or you know, if you do want to go with an actual horror movie, Psycho, great example of a movie. Mm. Everything about Norman Bates fucking scares me because you like him so much. Yeah, that's the difference too. Because with faceless killers like Michael Myers and Jason, you don't really like them. You don't even care for them. Well, Jason, you see his face every film, don't you? Yeah, but you know what I mean? He's basically a faceless killer, though. Yeah. Like, he's got the hockey mask. You don't remember what his face looks like properly. Well, it's very, like, pussy and... Yeah, but you don't care. Melted. It's more yeah. about the hockey mask, right? Yeah. That adds the facelessness. Yeah, the, or whatever he's wearing in the second film, yeah. I can't remember. Cause... I think it's like a sack or something. <laughs> I love... I can't remember which one it is, but there's one where he comes back from the dead because lightning strikes his grave. And I think that's the one where he grabs someone in a sleeping bag and he just hurls them at a tree and it snaps them in half. Mm. That kind of stuff, but like, yeah, this movie doesn't have a killer in that regard. It uses the world around it as the killer, like a Final Destination movie. And I find that an interesting thing to do, because in a, you know, in your paranormal activity, there's a ghost, right, in every movie? Ghost or demon. Like they have, A ghost or demon, There right? is an explanation now, but I don't know what it is. Bagul. Um, <laughs> you know, there's something, right? There's an mm. individual you can blame. You can blame. I think it's a demon of some sort, yeah. Let's just say it's a ghost or demon. Who cares? It's paranormal activity. But, you know, there's something to blame. Mm -hmm. While in this universe, you got the box, sure. That's something you can blame. But it's not like it's a character. Yeah. In a traditional sense. It's a cursed device, yeah. It's a device that did chuckle once in the movie. Did you notice how it chuckled? When was that? When it first opened up its box and closed... The music slows down and it sounds like a chuckle. Like it the music slowing down okay. do 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 but it sounds like ah 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 Okay. I mean you have other horror movie things too, like the Predator and the Alien Alien creatures, you know, they're they're horror movie things too. I mean they always stand out, but I'm, I was n- I've never been genuinely scared of those creatures. I think they're neat. I always look at them and go, how neat? Like the alien. What a neat design. When I've always watched the alien movies, I've always said, they're neat. Good job, Giga. Good job. Like, uh, just the, the, the aliens. Ah, that's neat. They've, they've, they've showed us how they, they evolve and how they replicate and all this. How great. Neat. I've never been like, ugh. No. <laughs> ah, ah. I've always been like, awesome. That's cool. It comes out of a dog. It kind of looks like a dog. Great. Neat. Yeah. Do they, they don't have eyes, do they? That's one of the things that makes them scary is yeah, the lack of say. eyes. It's a lack of eyes. Yeah. It's always interesting what scares us. What about you guys? What is some, something from a movie that, that has scared you or made you feel that kind of... <sighs> Unease. The broken toys in Woody's Nightmare. Really? Yeah? I just remember, it's like the earliest thing I can remember from a film that like really disturbed me in a way. Mm. When it comes to the Toy Story things, I was was more disturbed by the first movie when they go to Sid's house. And yeah. And the spider one. I, don't, I always just found that really cool. 
Yeah, when I was younger, it scared me. But as I'm old, I'm like, I I do that. Yeah, I would do that. I'm I'd not, be sin. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really the type of person that looks back at Sims like, oh no, he wasn't a mean kid. He was a creative kid. But yeah, I just thought he wasn't. Funny. He wasn't mean though. He was just a kid. I know he wasn't, but like the way the film is portraying it, you're not meant to like. Uh, the scariest like kids movie with toys is called Toy Soldiers. Thank you very much. Uh, That's Nightmare Fuel, the movie. I've oh seen, yeah, I've seen Small Soldiers m- many times actually. Small Soldiers, sorry. Yeah, what? That's hmm? the, that's the name of the movie. Small. Soldiers. No, no, Toys. They're, they're two different films, but I've only seen Small Soldiers. Oh, which one's Small Soldiers? Small Soldiers is the one that has like the army men and. Like, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. What one's Toy Soldiers? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Okay, no, no, wrong movie. There's a movie called Toys with Robin Williams, which sucks. Small Soldiers is Nightmare Fuel, the mm. movie. That's it's Phil Hartman's last movie too. He died. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, have a little Small thing Soldiers. at the end. Yeah, every time I hear someone mention toy soldiers, I think small soldiers. Yeah, sorry, sorry, small soldiers. Yeah, don't worry. The, the Barbies? Yeah. Fucking nightmare fuel. Also, the main heroes, the little monsters, they're creepy too. You know what? I think that also might be up there of films I've seen the most, because when I was younger, I watched it, and then when my brother was young, he watched it all the time. Oh, man, I used to watch the shit out of that movie, yeah. Small Soldiers. It still holds up. Like I, I just... Tommy Lee Jones fucking nailing it. Yeah, and now that I'm old, I should rewatch it now that I'm older, because I know actors and actresses now. So, Lauren, yes. what about you? What's a thing that stands out as something that scared you or, or stricken fear into your heart from a movie? Ooh, um, there's a scene in Far From the Madding Crowd where all these sheep, like a herd of sheep, all jump off a cliff. Oh, no, the not death. the sheep. Mm. What what movie is that? Far From the Madding Crowd. But what is it? I it's don't based know. on a film by, uh, based on a novel by Thomas Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy, huh? I didn't know he wrote books. <laughs> the absolute disdain on Lauren just then. Just to be clear, it's a different person, right? No, you know, yes, yes, it is a different no, person. I wrote a book because you can barely hear what I say, so you have to read what I say. Well, we can I hear, say. it's just the understanding. You can barely understand, you can barely... No, sometimes it's you can barely hear it because they don't know how to audio mix my deep voice. And I, can't, my I can't remember if Tom Hardy actually had a Wait, here we go, Trash Dad. Dunkirk. Yeah, there he goes. I seen the picture of this with her face with the blood stuff, mm. but in each picture I saw you, it's very small, and I thought there were spiders on her face, and I went, "What the fuck is happening in this?" Uh, so when she was just up in the attic and she found the painting of the box, yeah, it's a realization for her that her mum had the box. Right. We already knew this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing that I would ask: What did her mum wish for? Exactly. A healthy baby girl. Well, no, because then she got rid of the box, so wouldn't that wish be undone? Yeah. Did she get rid of the box? Oh, yeah. mm, she put it in the trash at the very beginning of the movie. Therefore, she had to die. Therefore, all of her wishes were undone. And right? she had to die. Right, and then it found its way to, to Jerry O'Connell. Yes, right? Yeah, somehow, some point, yeah. Because mm. I think he was trash man, I think it said. I think it said trash he- man? Yeah, I think he, he yeah, started... Yeah, he was a garbage a, man before he won the lottery or he something. He was a garbage man, oh. and then he won the lottery, and then... He hear, that, hear that, negative reviewers? There was some thought put into this. There was. I mean, they had a puppy that looked like the same kind of dog as the grown-up dog. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. But yeah, you know, I think it was... Actually, Ryan, this is like boyhood. This was filmed in, like, real time. 12 years? Yeah. It broke new ground! Did you not see the bike, Ryan? 
Yeah, I did actually. I, it's I very did, rotted. I did like that touch that she's not touched the bike since. Like it stayed on the yard the entire time. Which, to be fair, this is a horror film, but that also is kind of funny. That that bike mm-hmm. thing. The, the the decision made to like just not have the bike touched. I don't know. I I didn't find it funny. I think it's sad because it's like that it was is... she was she was riding when her mum went to kill herself. It is sad, but also like if you think about it, like nothing in however many years has moved it. That's kind no, of it makes funny. sense with the dad. Look at his whole thing, though. He doesn't. But like, there there hasn't been like a random like drunk guy or like dumb kid like kicking. No, or they live on a really nice street. I mean, they live next to Cheryl and Finn. I mean, come on, they're fine. I guess yeah. Cheryl and Finn. Um, you know, they live next to Audrey from Twin Peaks. I think they're fine. <laughs> Look, there she is. She's alive. Huzzah! With her hair. Well, well, well. We all have hair, Lauren. Don't don't make fun of her. It's because she's got more than you. You're jealous. Yeah, um, you know, did you think it was going to work? No. Her trick. Oh. Her trick in the end of the movie to outsmart the box was to time travel back to before she met the box. Well, to, to her thus credit. undoing the wishes. To her credit, she did undo the wishes and the deaths that they caused. Yes, but did you think when you watched it that she outsmarted the box? I thought the box was going to, like, self-combust or something like that. Oh, okay. To be honest, I didn't... I didn't necessarily know if she would die, but I did think that some, like, some kind of twist would happen because the thought did cross my mind of, like... Because the film brings up multiverses, and I was wondering... Do you dig on them? I do dig on them, indeed. But the whole thing was... And this is a question that I always wonder is... Was she meant to die originally, or wasn't she... How universally or multi-universally do these things work? Like, I, this is something completely different, but when I was younger and I was taught about, you know, like, God, how he's all-seeing and he knows everything, mm. like, I always wondered, like, if... Let's say that he knew everything that I was thinking forever. And I was thinking something in the in the future, and I went back in time, and I suddenly arrived back in time. Does God... Was God following me going back in time, or am I in, like, the past version of God... Who now realizes? So, is it? Does this curse uh, travel between multiverses? Oh, okay. That kind of idea. Okay, yeah. See, I also had that thought as a kid, but mm. then I immediately dismissed it because I have always assumed that God is not following us day by day, present by present. I think he, there is, he's all of time and space and one. Mm. That was my thought process. Yeah. On God, I don't think he's like. Got a little clock saying nine o'clock, and then he's like, "It's now like five o'clock." Clock is, is God looking at us right this second, being like, "Oh, the, you're gonna laugh in twenty years when you know what you say then." Yeah, I, I think he's looking at us right now, but also watching Hitler and just being like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, um, I thought that no, you couldn't outsmart this box." But you know what I liked about this? Mm. The movie took a long time. Like with the crazy boyfriend, took a long time to get to the eventual twist punch line at the end of, no, the box cannot be outsmarted. It will kill you no matter what. But I really liked how it took its time. Like, you know, you thought immediately she would wake up and it would do it do it or something, or, like, it would mm. be quicker. Like, but no. Uh, or I thought, oh, will she go to the trash can and the box won't be there or be in her house because mm. you can't outsmart the box. But no, it actually, her trick yeah. actually worked up to a point. I, I will give the film mm. this. Like, the box itself... Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Sorry. I feel like we all need to... Clap? Appreciate it. 
Lauren was complaining to me before that you would not fly like this if you're hit by a car. But then I said, have you been hit by a car? And Lauren's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Lauren's, Lauren's like, I have been hit by a car, right? And this didn't happen to me. So, so what I was saying is the box itself doesn't really have s- spatial movement powers. No. It, like, it... It moving from place to place is because people carry it. Yeah, so if you did bury it, it would be stuck there. Yeah, so I wasn't... Unless it's like the Jumanji box. Yeah, so the thought never crossed my mind of like, oh, the box is going to be there. Like, it's going to be where it was placed. Look, the only guy that's taking action is the guy whose car she landed on. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bartek, what I thought was when I said that Mm -hmm. was I thought that um, when she travelled back, it Mm. would still be in her bedroom because that's where it was before she travelled back. Mm -hmm. So that was my thought process. I didn't think, like, it would just teleport to wherever. Mm. I thought... I suppose if the wish-granting thing was, like, the more trolley kind of, like, oh, I interpret it as me, don't Because she still got the consciousness consciousness of the future events that did Mm. not happen here in this movie. So that's why I was like, maybe the box will too. Yeah, look, if they buried the box, which, uh, spoiler alert, they do not because the guy grabs the box and he's like, ooh, seven wishes. And because uh, Brian doesn't know any better because they've gone back in time, he's like, ooh, what is this mysterious box? Exactly. But I'm sure that he could figure it out quick. You know? Oh, talking about Ryan Felipe. No, we're talking about the Ryan. Character Ryan. Did you, sorry, see, the, did you the, see the end? No, cre- I, I did, but sorry, there are three Ryans we could be talking about in this episode. Let's talk about me more. Uh, <laughs> like, I nice watched, shirt, nice shorts. Thank you. I liked all this music video imagery at the end. I thought mm. it was very compelling, moving, I, I did, sultry. When I finished the film, I did have it stuck in my head for a few hours. Oh, good, man. Be careful that's, what you wish for. That's what the movie I've forgotten wants. the rhythm now, but I do remember snake. being stuck. Ah, the snake, of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the movie has unfortunately ended. I know we're all heartbroken at the demise of the movie itself, but hey, there's a post credit scene or mid credit scene, yeah. sorry, in which Ryan isn't burying the box, he keeps it because why there might you, why, be another movie. Why aren't you burying it, Ryan? Because I wasn't I wasn't personally asked to bury it, so I'm I'm keeping it so that we could have a sequel to this episode called Wish Upon Two. Unappreciated masterpieces, Wish Upon Two. Um yeah, so um That's a yeah, lot of prepositions. It's a lot of things I going on. I think two is a preposition. I I can't remember. I don't know, man. It's a number. <laughs> Unless I went wish upon two. <laughs> so Bartek, the movie has, has come to its end. We've got Ryan making a lot of face journeys. A- in Asian this. Ryan, mm. yes. Ryan. Yes. So host uh, Ryan, dad Ryan, Asian Ryan. Look at this face journey he goes on. He's going to go on it in in a moment. He's reading seven wishes. Look at this this face journey. I wonder what he's thinking, man. He's trying to remember which number seven is. He's like, who farted? Is this the one with the two strokes? The three? Exactly. So the movie has ended. It's time for us to give our reviews and ratings of the film. Uh, I'll go first. Do it. This film was great. You know, it dealt with a lot of dark issues. Our main character eventually became Gollum. Um, She's like, the box is mine! Uh, Which is interesting, making your main character Gollum from Lord of the Rings or Schmeagle. <laughs> Which is fun. Uh, I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was an interesting take on a story that is an old story, um, one that is still familiar with people, even if they haven't seen a cinematic version of the story themselves, like me. 
I thought the characters were well developed. I like the fact that the uh, friends and everyone who knew about the box were opposed to her actions. I thought it was great that the film actually, uh, you know, judged its main character appropriately and delivered the justice that she rightfully deserved. This is a story in which our character is inherently flawed, makes bad decisions, and pays for those decisions. Um, even though she does try to alter them and fix them, it's too late. I think that this movie was really interesting, and if I had to give this movie a rating, which I do, I give it three Ryans out of three. Because that's how many there were. That I'm aware of. And at the end of the film, all three were alive. Exactly. Uh-oh. Man, this... <laughs> Uh-oh. I better stick I, it I apologize. the end. I apologize for dating this episode if you're listening to it after Ryan's dead. <laughs> <laughs> or Ryan Felipe is dead. Oh, that would be... Don't say that. I'd rather die before he does. He was in Cruel Intentions. He was a hero. Lauren, uh, I'd love to hear from you. This movie took me back to high school in the way I was bullied... Which wasn't quite enjoyable. And I didn't really relate to the main character who had clearly no morals. She still wanted to kill people, regardless of, like, get if she needed wishes or not. But you look a lot like her, though. You're gla- you know, you got, you got brown hair. That's, that's where it ends, Ryan. <laughs> Your girl. That's where it ends. You got a face. That's where it ends. You were, similar- you were born in the 90s. I am six years older than that child. Child, yeah. she's like twenty. <laughs> Still a child. All the twentieth century babies are now adults. You oh know, well, young adults. Yeah. You got hit by a car. Similarity with stacking up, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, where does it end? <laughs> exactly. Do you want me to make a wish and make it? There's IMDb. You there's there's YouTube comments that said that they wanted to vomit looking at you. I you mean, might, you where might are the similarities end, Lauren? You might only have to make one wish, Lauren. You can wish for one of us to die, and then the other will be the blood price. <laughs> you, your name's Joey King. I mean, it's all adding up, Lauren. <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed the editing. The editing won me over, so I am giving it. I don't look like Joey King out of I don't look like Joey King. Wow, you're really being mean to Joey King. She's she's quite a pretty girl. I, I don't I think you're being real mean to Joey. Well, you clearly didn't write that IMDb review that almost threw it up. It sounds like Lauren wrote it. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> of it in brackets. I'm not Joey King. I never have been and I never will be. Hashtag I, I not all Joey Kings. I think she's yucky. I threw up maybe. Written by her sister Hunter King. <laughs> Um, Bartek, let's hear from you. And then we'll get to hear from the internet, the sorcerer of pain. We will. I had a really good time with this film. I am really glad that I walked into it pretty much blind to all of its uh, production decisions and acting. By which I mean I knew that it was about wishes, obviously, and it was related to the story of the monkey's paw. But I didn't have the preconception that a lot of people who'd seen the trailer or advertisements had about how, oh, this film looks cliched or possibly so bad it's good. I walked into it, you know, blind. I I saw comparisons to this film to other things I've seen, including Hell Girl, which I've been watching for the past month and a half. Um, So I was was judging or, or interpreting the values of this film for its genre rather than like its 
unintended entertainment aspects. Hmm. I think that when you do indeed do that, you can have a really great time with this modern day interpretation of, you know, a, a wish story. I will admit, yeah, I, I was kind of basing my uh, expectations or ideas of what was going to happen next, narrative possibilities, on the idea of, oh, maybe the wishes will be corrupted by, like, looking at specific wordings. And, you know, other than the madly in love thing, it doesn't really do that. It just, it shows that darker side of human nature that we've talked about in this episode and even in previous episodes. I had a great time with it. I think the performers did really well. I know that one of the criticisms of this film is that it uses a lot of horror and also high school comedy cliches, like the the montage of, you know, shopping, uh, things like that. It did make me think of Vampire Academy. Yeah, yeah, another October <laughs> film that we've done. Um, I, I think that it worked perfectly well to establish the idea that this is set in the modern day. I, I Look, I just think that this film did everything right. It's a shame that people nitpick on the things that could be laughed at. Like, you know, I, I did mention that I found the bike a little bit funny, but I know for a lot of people that's a point of, like, man, how this is stupid logic. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, acting decisions. Like, the only acting decision that I found kind of funny was, I think just before she made her second last wish, she, like, growled out of the box. <laughs> She went, <laughs> kind of sad, and and the <laughs> Netflix subtitles gave it like a funny name or something. Growl. Grumbles. It was like a grumble growl or something. Growlith, my favorite Pokemon. Mm. It isn't, but let's just say it is. Well, dog people probably like it. People who happen to be dogs like it. Great. Like people that like dogs. Oh, you mean dog people? Yeah, dog people. Oh, good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said dog people instead of dog people. That really confused people. <laughs> okay. People, people, or dog people? Wait, which Ryan? Ryan Philippe. <laughs> I give this film an ice cube out of a Snoop Dogg. And look, if if this is a dated episode and Ice Cube has passed away, oh, I, I give it an in memoriam of Ice Cube. Yeah, but Snoop Dogg lives forever. Well, not in the multiverse, which I dig on. Did you dig on? So, Bartek, let's dig on rev- comments from YouTube and IMDb reviews. Your DB? That's hit, a joke. Hit me. I'm surprised babe. I haven't made that joke yet. Um, so this episode, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised too, buddy. Yeah, 128 episodes in, I haven't made the easy joke. What's? Well, I mean, I haven't been doing IMDb reviews that long, to be fair. But you see my point. Um, this episode, I found um, the the IMDb review and one of the comments is longer than what I usually bring in. So I've, I've only brought in four comments and an IMDb review, but it's going to last us. Uh, last me, baby. One more time. My favourite song. Anyway, the first <laughs> comment is... Thank you for laughing. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I am a comedian, I think, maybe. Possibly. Mm. Not really. The first comment is... And these are from the YouTube trailer, the first one listed when oh, you look up okay. Wish Upon. The one Lauren watched. I think it was uploaded by Movie Clips, but it's a trailer. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the one I watch. And yeah. Lauren left Oh, it. you watched a trailer? Yeah, yeah I did. Lauren... I watched it before I watched the movie. And, okay. Lauren, and Lauren left a comment saying, loved it, I'm Joey King. <laughs> the first comment is, loved it, I'm Joey... What? <laughs> no, the first comment is, 
I don't know why it got such bad ratings everywhere, but trust me guys, this movie is one of the best movies I've ever watched. Great story, great concept, just a bit weird ending, that's all. In your face, Lauren. <laughs> uh, the second comment is the long one that I alluded to. Hit me! I won't, but I'll tell you it. With your rhythm stick. Just came back from a screening. Great, awesome horror movie with an interesting good plot. I like how the main girl receives this creepy Chinese music box and she can have seven wishes. Yeah? But every time she makes a wish, someone will die. There is also another twist, which I shall not reveal. The death scenes are creative, like those from the Final Destination movies. <laughs> My favourite has got to be the elevator death scene, because it's so intense and scary. You have no idea who is going to die next. It's either the father or one of the best friends, because the editing plays around you and put you at the edge of your seat. I mean, you have to see it for yourself. <laughs> Did I write the, the way, The way the elevator came crashing down, it's so frightening. Another death scene that involves hair getting stuck in the sink razor with, with no chance of escaping is pretty good too. I like how the movie explores the backstory of the music box. Anyway, the main girl thought she outsmarts the music box, but it didn't turn out that way I don't think we're going to give away the twist. When the mo- said earlier they were going to give away the twist. When the movie concludes, you will feel sad and sorry for the main girl. Great, amazing horror movie. I thought they said they weren't going to give away the twist. They're like, I won't give away the twist. And then at the end of the review, they did. I guess that was the twist. What was really funny was this one had replies. I didn't include them, but the person who made the initial comment when they responded was, it was very wholesome. Like a person brought up, like, I think you just spoiled the movie. And they're like, I'm, I am so sorry. Like they, they were very apologetic about it. It felt like a very innocent person. Look, we could have just read that review and the episode would have been over. <laughs> it was kind of review length. But uh, no, I wanted to include the review. All I right. Did. Give us the rest of them, boyo. Yep. Uh, just two more comments. The next one is, you know, medium length. And then the last one, short one. So just to get them out of the way. Well, I just really hate this rude comments about any movie trailer. If you don't like the trailer and think it's not a good movie, just don't watch it. But please, can you just stop this hating comments? There are some people who worked really hard on this movie, in brackets, or any other movie. And there are people who thought and really created something. You can't say about people's efforts to come up with something that it's shitty okay. Man, that's the thesis of our show. I th- I thought you wrote that. I didn't, but you know, I should have. Hmm. And the wow, la- I'm, I'm really really taken aback hmm. by how poignant that that YouTube comment was on YouTube. Well, all of the um all of the comments are poignant, which is why the last comment is, "This was filmed at my street slash at my house." Oh, <laughs> thanks, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give us the IMDb review. Is this the one about wanting to vomit looking at Lauren? No, no, no. Okay. no. Uh, this one... <laughs> Lauren really is looking upset that I'm compared to Joey King, who is a nice person by all accounts. I guess Lauren's like, I'm no nice person. What Lauren doesn't want you guys to know is Lauren's got a mohawk and face piercings and a snake tattoo on her neck and and she's wearing brass knuckles right now. There you go. I've made Lauren a bit more tough for the listening people. 
Lauren's now, I don't know, clicking her nails together. No, she was using flint to make a fire. Oh, shit. Lauren's, <laughs> Lauren's pre- prepping a wicker man for us. Jeez, we're not going to last by the end of this episode with Lauren's absolute hatred of Joey King well, from the kissing booth. Well, she couldn't use incendiary. I've been actually so. seeing the kissing booth. Well, there you go, because you were in it. Mm. You know, you can't see it when you're in it. You're in it, Lauren. Go on. Yeah, forget my Harry Potter reference I made, but all right. Uh, the YouTube comment, sorry, not the IMDb review, is titled, You'll Wish It Were Better. It is from the 18th of July, 2017. What a coincidence. Same year the movie came out. Wow. Yeah, I know. There's only two years it could have been at this point, but, you know, it happened Wouldn't it be, be a twist one. if it came out three years earlier? Well, I mean, they you know, multiverse, so... Do you dig on them? I, I do, and I think they do, too. Um, it is, yeah, from 18th of July, 2017, and it is, unfortunately, a 4 out of 10. And it warns spoilers. So, warning spoilers. Grade... D. Rating PG-13, 89 minutes. In a nutshell, cliched and not very good, this horror movie would be fun to watch at a sleepover with a bunch of teenage girls, there's our mistake, Ryan, while they make fun of it the entire time. There are so many moments that are just laughable. Uplifting theme. This, uh, this review has a lot of, like, you know, new paragraphs. Thing colon and an explanation uplifting theme be careful what you wish for the most meaningful life is one that is filled with service and love for others things i liked oh good i interviewed some people who were coming out of the movie before i saw it and they said that they thought it was really scary good. it's not But the audience I sat with seemed to really get a kick out of it and reacted quite vocally to jumps and scares and bad choices the actors on screen were making. The actors, Ryan, not the characters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the fact that things that they liked, but other people liked it. Joey (laughs) Joey King does a pretty good job as Claire Shannon. See, someone liked you, Lauren. (laughs) This is her fourth horror movie. That is true. She did Slender Man this year. I thought it was hilarious when Tyler, Alexander Nunez, fell asleep with his cell phone in his hand. Such a teenager. Then, when Darcy wakes up, rotting in various parts of her body, he immediately starts taking pictures and posting them online. Yeah. There's a Pokemon Go app ripoff about demons that was kind of funny. I actually like the surprise ending. Ki Hong Lee is such a likable guy in all his movies. Yeah, so they liked him. Yeah. So what they're saying, what they're saying is, I like that other people liked it, but I also, also, I liked it. Now it's the things I hate. <laughs> things I didn't like. It was very, sorry, it's very similar to the possession, and seems like a total ripoff of previous books and movies you have seen. Original, it is not. On IMDb, it says the film is loosely based on W. W. Jacobs' short story, The Monkey's Paw. <sighs> The romantic... Oh, monkey oh. paw. Don't know why Lauren just started doing that and wanted to join in and didn't yeah. want to be peer pressured out. I thought that was a reference. No. Yeah, monkey's paw. We've been talking about that the whole fucking episode, Lauren. But but you're talking about it like, guys, I just got it. Was it like a reference to someone who thinks it's whimsical? Uh, No, I think Lauren is just like, guys, I just got it. Did Homer say that? Like, what? (laughs) No, no. Lauren's just saying, oh, monkey ball. I get it now. No, I knew the monkey ball. 
<laughs> no, did you know that we we're talking about it? Yes, before? yes, I did. Okay, Joey, calm down. Go on. The romantic story in the film just didn't work or seem the least bit believable to anyone in the audience. What romantic story? That I believe. What romantic story? The madly in love. That wasn't a romantic story. No. There is no romantic story. There was this really weird stock footage of a bunch of buildings in a city shot. What the question mark, question mark? When was this? I don't even remember what you did, what they're talking about. I just watched it. What? What? You? T- oh, they use establishing shots for establishing shots. Ding! Negative review. What the question mark? Question mark? Even the sound effects and musical score sounded like mostly stock music clips. There's this really weird color correction that changes during scenes. When? I'm not sure if it was intentionally placed in order to show Claire's moods or just accidentally changed during editing. That's the end of the sentence. Then three question marks. The characters are pretty one-dimensional. Spoiler! There is a suicide in the movie, but they don't spend any time exploring the emotions that could have provided some depth to a character arc. Some of the acting was really bad. I'm not sure it was a good marketing strategy to advertise that the same people who did Annabelle did this movie, but that film wasn't very good either. Spoiler, what about wishing for world peace? A cure for cancer? The movie raises this question, by the way. All of Claire's wishes were extremely selfish. The movie points us out. (laughs) Admittedly, some of my wishes would focus on myself, but I'd like to think I'd eventually start thinking of others. That's the point. You'd like to think you would. This movie explores the fact that you probably wouldn't. (sighs) Funny lines. Appa- uh, this is in quotes. Apparently, Karma is a bigger B than Darcy Chapman. And it's credit to Meredith McNeil, Sydney Park. <sighs> Tips for parents. Lots of crude language portrayals of a suicide and discussion of some of others. So they've listed a bunch of things here, but they haven't separated them by full stops or commas. <clears throat> Tips for parents. Lots of crude languages. Portrayal of a suicide and discussion of others. Someone flips the bird. Lots of really rude people. Bullying. Lots of brutal deaths. That's all one sentence. So I, I that was me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then it ends on movie review mom at Trina Boyce. <laughs> so this person apparently does a bunch of reviews and they call themselves movie review mom and they have a Twitter. I wonder if they're mum. All right, thank you, Bartek. That was an emotional journey. No, it was movie review, mum. Thank you, Bartek. Lauren, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. No problem. You you seem so ecstatic by the lack of Harry Potter actors, but here's something. You really emphasised the no there, so I was like, oh. (laughs) Here's something, Lauren. What you didn't know was there was a Harry Potter actor. Jim Broadbent as <laughs> the Chinese wishing box. <laughs> didn't you didn't you see him? He was great. No, he was no, dressed no. exactly the same way as in the Avengers. Exactly. The wheelchair with dandruff and everything. Mm. Um, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, maybe you want to suggest a movie that we could do on Unappreciated Masterpieces. Because, hey, we don't know every movie. We're only two people who are just winging it as we go along by just delving in and just seeing what comes up. But we maybe don't have the debate that you do. 
the hook that you do to catch that masterpiece of cinema, we have an email, spitandpolished at gmail.com that you can email us yep. on. Just to be clear, that's polished as in the past tense. Exactly. Uh, we are on many different forms of social media. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter. We have our other platforms, for Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, where you can leave us a review. Did you know that, Lauren? Yes, yes, I did know that. Have you? Yes, I think I did. I don't know. Movie review, mum. Please do us. Do us, baby. One more time. She'd be like, I, they flipped the bird at me. I don't know if they did, but I could sense it. That's a I one sentence. I could sense it. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, remember to be kind to each other and spooky. Woo! Yeah, if you put our name in the Helga website, fuck you. Boo. <laughs>